Hello, coffee lovers. So why am I here? My love of coffee started with my grandparents hiding coffee candies in their pockets. Finding those little wrapped treasures ingrained that flavor into my memory, along with a sense of love and connection. We are all drawn to the experiences that shape our lives. Coffee has those stories. It invites that connection. It's probably why cafes around the world are packed. We want to feel the energy of people and wrap our hands around a hot cup of connection. Enter the coffee meetup. Coffee, the consummate excuse. You might not even drink it, but it's a tool, a figurative concept, a vehicle to connect. Coffee Culture, the podcast, is your new place for that. There will be short episodes and full interviews. Come for the coffee meetup and stay for the connection. I'm your host, Holly Shannon. Hello, coffee lovers. Welcome to season five. Uh, what was once Culture Factor is now Coffee Culture. And I designed this show because I really wanted to focus on connection with people and why we use coffee to connect, right? So I have two amazing people here from Dating Intelligence, and I'll put all of the relevant links in the show notes in case I forget to say that at the end. And we're going to start with Jamie Villamore, who I don't know as much about, but we're going to learn about her. (laughs) She is an amazing and gorgeous runway model. She's also graced covers on Cosmopolitan, Glamour, and Marie Claire. She's also a sponsored competitive pistol shooter, an Mm. actress, and an entrepreneur. And... And after doing a little little more research on her, I also noticed that she has a bachelor's in education and a master's in art and design. So yeah. she is like a renaissance woman. I really like mm-hmm. this, all these things about her. And Chris, to my audience, I met at PodFest, which was a conference for us podcasters. And we just really clicked, right, Chris? We met in the hallway and immediately (laughs) in the hallway. In the hallway. And then we, and what do we do? I think we spent four solid hours like working on our businesses together and, and just ideating and creating content for like four hours or so. Roughly. Yeah, I realized that business came to us, which was great. So we didn't have to move out of one spot, which we sat there for actually stood there for four hours, which is amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we went on to do some other things together. We'll get into that. But hello, welcome to Coffee Culture. Hi, Holly. Glad to be here today. Yeah. I'm glad to be doing your show. This is exciting. I know. This is so great. And I'm like (laughs) rebooting it. So it's it's actually comfortable to have a friend, you know, doing it with me. So I'm pretty excited that. And you've had your show for five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. She's seasoned. We're like still beginners compared to her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. I I think you guys have been uh, in front of the camera much longer than I have because you both are models. So Chris, I didn't even get to say that you were also a former runway model and a relationship expert and a tennis pro. So you are pretty cool. There's oh, a lot thanks, about Holly. You too. Oh, I love you, honey. Thanks for saying that. 
<laughs> if you could see me blushing, it'd be probably blushing right about now. Aww, <laughs> the color of your cup right there, baby. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my cup. That's mm -hmm. right. What's in that cup? It's not coffee. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, so let's, let's start with that question. So, Chris, since Jamie's sipping something right now, what do you drink? Do you do you drink coffee? I mean, when we were on our retreat, I don't remember you drinking coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I, you Chris, know what? It's like, it's funny that... Um, <laughs> it's very strange. I don't drink, like, coffee, like, that's made, like, at a home, per se. It's like, I'm more like the out out of the what is it out like coffee shop kind of guy like i want i'm a latte guy and like uh, and, fancy little latte yeah right because i don't like if i have too much espresso it, it literally espresso espresso it really makes me like jittery and stuff so i should be ordering decaf all the time which i never do because i want to be like everybody else all the cool kids so i order like espresso and the next day i sit there and just kind of shake like i'm just like this the whole time which is not good for anybody so mm -hmm. um but i do like the taste of it and i always for some reason i always order a large when i'm at like starbucks coffee bean some of the top ones i go give me a large and i'm only like a sip of it and then i'm you done. finished your coffee this morning no i didn't show. well that was that was a tea though and i only it's drank a like tea latte yeah, that's true so, but i only drank like probably like what? maybe half of it and then i'm done it's just more like the taste of being a I connoisseur feel like he or just likes to hold the cup i think that's pretend. probably right holly i just that's like to hold the is. cup and be cool yeah you want it's to like when in. someone back <laughs> and, and i finished mine in like five minutes and then i was looking at our guests like are you gonna finish that <laughs> <laughs> there's coffee drinkers and then there's coffee posers i feel like i'm in the coffee poser phase all right. Yeah. Do you drink any like alcohol with coffee, like an espresso martini or bourbon that's been like infused no, with coffee? Because or once again, it's like if it's Bailey's. with coffee, it's going to get me too jittery. That's why for my liking is a Jack and Diet Coke. And I say diet, even though it's probably not as good for you as regular Coca-Cola, but regular Coca-Cola really gets me once again, too much caffeine just gets me all crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't so, want to see Chris go crazy. No, so. it's, <laughs> that's why at the workshop, Holly, why I didn't drink coffee that morning because I would have been buzzing off the walls, bouncing around, paying like a little five-year-old. Yeah, you do. You are attention. high energy without, without a doubt. You are high energy. So in your defense, I can understand why you stay away from caffeinated be beverages. We'll let you See? get away with it this time. Uh, Thank you. Jamie, are you a coffee drinker? Yes, I'm I'm like the complete opposite of him. I can have like a full cup of coffee and go right to bed. So I'm oh, like man. the person that sits in bed with like a warm cup of coffee, especially in the winter. And then I'm like out for the count. So I feel like caffeine doesn't. Yeah. Right, right. Like I could drink coffee all day long. So then you're am the I right to... Go ahead. Am I right to say that tea has more caffeine sometimes than coffee? Is that right? Or no, it is lower. Like um, some teas? I mean, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a tea right now, but okay. I think, so I'm trying to like transition and remove like a lot of the coffee and kind of transition into a tea, but it's really hard for me being okay. like a coffee drinker from like such a young age. Okay. So wait, let's go back. I want to go back to the young age. So when was your first sip? <laughs> um, careful holly you're talking to relationship like people 15 16 probably like high school for okay. sure yeah and, and was it with like your family like did they make coffee and you're like i want to try it or were you like you're in high school like for you know you're driving someplace and you're like let's go to dunkin donuts and get a oh coffee. no um no i never had coffee like at coffee shops it was my mom so i grew up smelling coffee because my mom made it every single morning um so yeah it just probably started at home folgers was huge back then probably making a comeback yeah. you know 
you know, yeah, it's and then funny. It it's part of like experience. a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's funny you say that. I, there was something on NPR the other day talking about um, the Folgers, the brand, and coffee back in the day that the people used to make at home. Is that um, it's not? It's still the number one brand coffee that people make at home. Mm. But at the same time, though, it's just it's just not good for you. They were saying, but why? I, you know, because it's just like you know what you pour it in the filter, and it's just not really like great just coffee that brand. Right. Oh, right. so yeah, mm-hmm. I have a Chemex at home, so I'll grind my own beans and that's and then different make, yeah like mm-hmm. um make it yeah right right that way so so they were saying that they're trying to rebrand Folgers because it's still the number one branded coffee at the store and a lot of people now because we go out and get our coffee or espresso with Nespresso or coffee pods or whatever it is it's so much easier than brewing coffee which is still the strongest I feel like it's just strong as hell and that's for me like you asked her what the first time she had coffee was my first taste was a black coffee because you know I was probably in college and I was like I'll take it black and I was like took a sip and I was like Mm. What That's the heck is this don't crap? Like it. You know, and I literally <laughs> right? probably just stayed up for ten days in a row off of that. Yeah, off of that sip. It's insanity. I'm like the. I like a little bit of coffee with my cream and sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it has to look a certain color, or I yes. don't want to drink it. So if yes. it's too dark, like I'm not touching it, like it has to be like that caramely light color, because mm-hmm. then it just looks creamy and delicious. Mm. Real cream so or a flavor? Yeah, I'll look at it and be like, oh, no, I should try the like half and half and do like a real cream. But um, I like all the flavored um, creamers. But now I've transitioned into silk because it doesn't have the carrageenan in it. Oh, that's great. So mm-hmm. um, I love the, the non-dairy, no carrageenan silk. Nice. All right. Creamer. And you said you grind, <laughs> and, and last question, you said you grind your own beans. Is there a certain mm-hmm. kind that you like? No, I love trying a bunch of different. So anytime anyone goes anywhere out of the country, I'm like, oh, if there's like a good coffee, bring me back oh, that's um, good the coffee know. beans. Nice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good gift to yeah. ask for. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to copy that. I'm stealing yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. For all your friends that travel like outside of the country or like even different areas, find the best um, coffee beans in that area. Okay. I I'm love that idea. That. Yay. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about so. the brew. Okay. Cause it's about coffee and, and we usually come together to have coffee. Right. But I want to talk about the meetup part of it. And since I have the two experts sitting here from dating intelligence, have you used the coffee date as sort of that segue into getting to know somebody and did you do it because it felt a little safer you know you weren't hooked into dinner and a whole night out no alcohol involved like shoot let me know what let me know what you've done you want to answer that i'm sure i'll 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 take that one (laughs) um so i avoid dinner at all costs one because when you first meet someone the last thing you want to do is really eat in front of them like for me anyway and i don't know if i want to sit with you for like two hours through a dinner so i think coffee is is definitely an easy segue for a first meeting just to get to know someone and decide if you want to like spend more time with them Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny how times have changed because you could go in for a coffee Mm -hmm. and then you're kind of in and out and it limits the time versus the length of time that you need to spend having a dinner with someone and i feel like dinner is a lot more intimate yeah agreed i don't know yeah, so but that's it's, something you have to kind of earn. It's funny, though, because that used to be this, the norm standard of like, you know, you do like, what was it saying? Dinner and a movie back in the day. And it's just like, 
I wonder just the, what you just said on how why coffee dating is so much easier because it is limited time you, and you can actually, it's, it's not like so much pressure and you're not eating in front of someone, but the dinner and the movie date back in the day was so weird because it's like you're taking someone on a first date to the movies and yet you I wonder, talk. right, but I'm wondering if the guy is just spinning his head on how he's going to. 100%. <laughs> like how am I going to bust the move on this right. girl? Like, like do I put my uh, arm around her? Like what do I do? Right. Like do I hand on the leg? Do you want some butter in the popcorn? And then, like, my kids always tell me, they're like, whatever you do, do not go on a first date and have it be dinner. Yeah, because I just think that's just time wasted to me. Time wasted. I, like, I think for me, my first dating back in the day before I started doing the coffee shop thing was um, was just going for drinks. You know, you go to a bar and you meet well, up for a person. what about for me if I don't drink? Well, that's true. But I'm yeah. saying, like, coffee shops, like, I mean, Holly, you'll know the answer to this. I mean, when did coffee shops really start getting super popular? I mean, I would say more like the mid-90s or early late i would maybe? say within the past like what five years no they've been around for 10 years like a long time like that i'm just saying well, when they yeah they've been around but i feel like it wasn't as trendy like right. now there's like mm -hmm. a lot of like really cool and eclectic little coffee shops yeah okay that well, are like trendy the the oldest one was in 1720 <laughs> now so go to our expert so, what sludge so, were they making <laughs> so so that no that was back in italy um and it was adopted throughout the different cultures in different co countries so like in france it was like cafe society like yeah. coffee shops were cafe society and you know intellectuals and artists and people would you know get together politicians and they would meet at coffee houses so like maybe we'd like to think like we sort of invented it but we just maybe recreated it a little differently i think with the onset of the internet so it became like internet cafes and people would flock to them to like work mm. and hang out with friends and and maybe we think we're reinterpreting it but we're really not it's kind of the same thing it just includes a laptop now i don't know right <laughs> Yeah, no, that's yeah. A, that's a good point. I feel like you're right, though. Um, like it started with as far as my generations with the um, with the Internet. Mm -hmm. You're right, because it was a way just to go there, just to be as a meeting spot, just to kind of be cool doing whatever you're doing. You know, um, we used to go to like, for instance, um, Earth Cafe when I first moved to L.A., um, by the way, that's the first place that I went to because I knew all the cool like celebrities hung out there. So I used to go to Earth Cafe just to like, yeah, I'm an actor model and I'm reading a script right now I would sit there and do nothing except drink <laughs> oh my, my you know, because I didn't drink coffee so i just kind of look yeah. cool with the coffee sitting there in the big remember the big giant mugs and the big mug just sitting there like stirring my with a little swizzle stick would just you stirring drink it? it no i never touched it oh my god because i knew i'd be all Chris. twacked out I on it him. i would literally be like too much shaking so what good am i gonna do shaking trying to look maybe cool maybe do a decaf that's the thing or i never like did hot decaf. water with lemon that's i'll for, do that sometimes that's for weak people decaf oh, okay no i'm a man <laughs> damn it i want strong coffee but you don't even drink the coffee so that doesn't I count can, <laughs> can i look the part though see you i can always look the part you want to yeah. be seen you know see yeah. and be seen so yeah right. you could fake right. it why not yeah why not so like getting back to your thing Holly, with relationships though um with everyone that we've come in contact with now on dating apps and things like that i i feel like coffee shops are huge for this situation now because i, I was gonna um tell you about a friend of mine which we talked off air but i wanted to share this with mm -hmm. you on air is that she was on a dating app and she
she um, was in her residency at the time. So she's um, just going through her doctor and all that stuff like that. She said, I literally do not have time to meet with people. If someone likes and we match up right away, instead of going through the whole rigmarole on the dating app, she goes, let's just meet at a coffee shop. She goes, because it can be 10 minutes, five minutes. If I don't like them, I'm going to walk out. I'll get my coffee, sit with you for a second. And like, you know what? This isn't working out. And she'll just walk right out. So she used it as a way just to meet and greet quickly. She said if she liked them, she would stay a little bit longer. That was sold. But for the most part, she didn't have time to go through the whole, hey, texting um, back and forth on that stuff. She literally said, let's meet at a coffee shop. Let's meet. Let's go from there. So I know it became, it's, it's a huge um, culture thing now that people go to coffee shops to meet up. And so when I go to coffee shop now, I'm literally sitting there looking around, seeing who's on their first meetups and things like that. And it's you can kind of tell sometimes. Right? Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, you, yeah. you can always tell because the person's kind of hunched over their little uh, coffee with their, I can tell. I mean, I, I literally do this We now. should do that after this. We should go there. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun because like the person's hunched over their drink and then the person who actually may be set up is always the one sitting back kind of cool <laughs> where, where the person who they're meeting is usually hunched over their drink because they're trying to decide if they're going to stay long enough or not. Mm. So, you know, it'd be cool is if you guys put little like lavalier mics on yourself at a coffee shop and ha and like recorded it, like observing people and trying to guess like, Ooh, table number one looks like it's a first date and <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and did a whole she, commentary. Yeah, I, yeah, totally I think she's going to leave. Is she getting up? Is she, is she getting out? You know? <laughs> It's only been for right. lawsuit for Jamie. Right. Now, here's the real question. Do you feel like coffee shops are more used during the evening for this situation nowadays versus like during the day? You know, I would say during the afternoon. I feel okay. like it sets expectations. You know, a lot of people like they're afraid to go at night because, you know, it leads to it's too close to dinner. Like, and if they don't, yeah. if they want the out. They're not going to, they can get it at three in the afternoon and be like, hey, I, I got to get back. I got a little bit of work to do or I'm meeting my brother for dinner kind of thing. But if they meet for coffee at seven o'clock at night, sometimes it's harder, right? I, yeah. I mean, you guys are the experts. You probably would know better than me, but I would think it'd be easier during the day than it would be in the evening. Wow. The afternoon is definitely a better out. Yeah. So I think that's why like a lot of people will choose to do that for like a first meetup um, because it is easier to make up excuses if you don't want to shoot straight with them and just say, hey, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, hey, I have to get back to work or hey, X, Y and Z versus like if you're out at dinner. Yeah, right. Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. it's like an emergency. Right. So, yeah. so how I've would you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. God, I was going to say, I, I've known a few people that have actually rolled it into night, like to the happy hour and after that sort of thing, because yeah, if you're interested, having a good time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this question. I was um, scrolling through TikTok, like the rest of the world, and there was this girl talking about how she was meeting somebody for a coffee date. So I want to know like what your reaction would have been to this. So she gets there and the line is really long. The guy had already gotten himself a cup of coffee and was seated waiting for her. And so she was aggravated because she felt like, okay, we're meeting for coffee. So now we're not even like standing online together where we could kind of chat and, you know, suffer through the line together. And he's sitting. So like, as soon as she gets there, he's kind of like, well, yeah, the line was really long. So I got my coffee. And uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't really get up from the seat because then we'll lose our table. So like, I'm curious, like, what would have been your reaction? Would you have like gotten online to get your coffee and just gone through with it or would you have left 
three strikes, he's out. Mm -hmm. One, he should have texted her and been like, hey, I'm in line. Let me know what you like so I can grab it for you. Two, um, he completely missed an opportunity to spend more time with her by being in line together. And three, who cares if they lost the table? They lost the table together and they're still together getting to know each other. So I would have walked right. I I wouldn't waste my time with someone like that. Yeah, I concur. That guy's an idiot. So Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say about that one. Um, Yeah, so it's like no it's kind of like yeah, that, that's the thing because he's mm-hmm. showing his true colors already as it is it's like if he can't even like stand up even if he didn't even if he got his coffee let's say and he didn't call her beforehand and she's in line he should have gotten up and started waiting yes. with her or wait i'm sorry for me i would have said hey what can i get you why don't you sit and i'll go get it for you regardless yeah. but you want to try to but and then the girl gentleman. if she's really interested she's going to stand with him that's true and not just sit yeah. at the table and dick around on her phone or whatever the case may be but um i like being a female if i if i got there before the guy i would have stood in line and said hey i'm in line let me know what you want or sent him a picture of the menu um i wouldn't even feel comfortable like sitting with my coffee while someone stood in line especially someone that you're just meeting for the first time as well that's just yeah like how could he even feel comfortable like sit like how selfish yeah that's why i said excuse my language but he's an idiot you know like so that she should have just nixed that right away she should walk right right out um, walk in and i'd walk right back out yeah like yeah this is a no-go yeah um i told you about holly the um the cool coffee shop that's here in town that i met um jamie lynn the therapist at and um i was meeting my intern for the first time that does our show as well so i had her meet me at this coffee shop before um you know the the guests came on and literally like as i'm sitting there waiting for her sydney walks in and i got up and say hey what can i get you so i get in line for her and then i sit back down jamie walks and i get in line for her mm-hmm. and that's just the etiquette of it all you know it's I so agree. it's just like you know you get up and do your shit, dude don't just sit there well, and also I think like even at checkout, when it's time to pay, you see like, is he going to like pick up the tab and also how he treats the the server, right? Like the the barista or the person behind the register. It says a lot about the person, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right. If but, they tip, if they don't tip. Yeah. Exactly. But once again, you know, that's, that's the skewed part of um, coffee dating in theory because of the fact that each person at this moment is probably thinking just only for themselves. Like the guys probably, because I always do the devil's advocate, the guys probably sit there going, you know what? I haven't invested in this girl yet. And so I'm going to just sit here because I, if I don't like her, I'm out of here. You know, so they're both sizing each other up so unfortunately it's not the right move to do but i'm sure that he's probably sizing her up just as much as she's about to size him up so whether it be nerves whether it be i'm only investing this much time in this situation so i'm getting my own stuff she can get her own stuff and let's just see what happens and what unfolds once we sit down that's where the real game begins so but if he goes above and beyond which once again is not the right thing to do. i'm not i'm not condoning what he's doing i'm just trying yeah. to think of what his what he might be thinking if he gets in line with her da 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 what happens when she gets her coffee they've already realized they don't like each other at that i mean moment. It, it's just such a small price to pay Definitely. for so much more to gain I agree. so mm-hmm. you know who cares about the five ten bucks right right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. some people are petty you know that's, yeah. like i said i'm looking at both sides so I, I that's not my personal belief i would have gone above and beyond 100 percent. yeah so we know the right thing to do so now anybody yeah. who wants to go on a coffee date they need to follow the, <laughs> these instructions <laughs> Hey, coffee lovers, I have two quick announcements. 
I am opening a YouTube channel at Holly Shannon, and I'm going to have all of coffee culture on there. So you can capture the little shorts for five minutes here and there, or you can capture the full length interviews. Also, my book Zero to Podcast is on Amazon and it's on my website. And it is the how to guide to start your podcast really fast and get your voice and ideas on iTunes and Spotify like I did. It makes a great holiday gift for you, perhaps a graduation present, or maybe it's your New Year's resolution. Both links are in the show notes. And now back to our show, Coffee Culture. Now, I brought up the coffee date, but you know, you don't drink coffee um, and you've gone into coffee shops, Chris, just to um, be seen, just to take in the vibe. I feel like coffee shops for us are sort of that modern day place to meet up and be with friends. So do you ever use that term, like let's meet for coffee, not because you want to have coffee, but maybe because you want to help a friend out who you know could sort of use a lift or because you need a lift? No, totally. Like, um, so like I, by the way, I do drink coffee. I'm a latte guy. Like I said, cause I need more milk than coffee, but I do use the coffee shop as a meeting place all the time. Like any, any meeting that's set that needs to be just kind of like for my manager or a friend or whatever, we always meet at coffee shops. Um, I always, first thing I do in between my tennis lessons is I hit right to the coffee shop. There's probably a coffee shop, my coffee bean, cause I love mm -hmm. coffee bean, shout out coffee bean. Um, like they know me in there and I I'll sit in there for hours between lessons doing work. So I use, I utilize a coffee shop just as, as as if it was my office so um so i totally believe in the use of a coffee shop and meeting friends whether it be business whether it be for pleasure i think it's a great spot yeah i think it's uh it's definitely a good life hack for doing work you know because mm -hmm. you surround yourself with other people i mean chris you're an extrovert so am i so like the energy of people in the room really works for you but yes um i'm i'm not sure that goes the same for introverts but um i don't know and Jimmy, i'm more of an in, i'm more of an introvert <laughs> yeah so, so you so wouldn't go I'm, out of your way you mm -hmm. wouldn't go out of your way to surround yourself with a bunch of people to do work no way okay. i'm I'm working from my home, my hotel, like within my own space mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that, yeah. That's actually interesting, Holly. That's a topic for you down the road as well, because um, I would use that time to actually go to a coffee shop to be in a space where there's an environment because I feel like I get my best work done versus sitting at home where it's just, I have, I have too much busy work that I can do at home. So sometimes I do need to leave the house and actually mm -hmm. go to a coffee shop just for the hell of it and do and actually get work done. Mm. Yeah, and I can't concentrate because okay. I'm too worried about what's going on around me. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So I need like I need a quiet space mm -hmm. to focus. Yeah, yeah. So it's more of a distraction for you to have people around, Jamie mm -hmm. and Chris. One hundred percent. It's more <laughs> distraction for you, uh, Chris, to have like laundry behind you that needs to be folded and, yeah, you know, right. errands that yeah. have to be run. Hell, it, it's funny for us to actually go through the drive-thru together at a coffee shop. When, we, when she picks me up at the airport, Holly, we go to a coffee and all-time drive-thru and it, it is, it's a hoot, by the way. Like we'll get in, we've done like, I think we've done reels there. We've done like, yeah. even today, she's on her, she's driving, she's on her Instagram doing something or on your phone or doing something. And so the woman's talking through the, the window and I'm in answering all of her questions. And finally, the woman had to look down to see me because I was like, here's the payment. Here's this. Do you want like a cup holder? Oh there was God, no answer. I was like, yes, you, please. Yes, I totally ignored her. Yeah. Like she wasn't even there. 
<laughs> and I didn't even like process it yeah. because you had asked a question and I had got to work on my right. phone. Right. So I was doing the whole thing from the passenger mm -hmm. seat, overlooking her to the window. I person. can't even tell you what color hair she had. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So different. So different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys are going to need to Good FaceTime times. me from, from one of your drive throughs oh my <laughs> Maybe God, I'll order. I'll order through the phone. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a thing. Would and you... then I like talk shit as we're driving away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did she not hear? Or why right. did she ask that? Or, or it's like, why like, offer sugar-free if you don't have sugar-free? You know, yeah. just little things like that all the time. So um, one of my favorite things about coffee shops that I can say is like actually talking to the staff. That's I always feel like the staff is probably hands down one of the most friendliest out of all, um, what would you call it? Um, serving so what we call in, this, in the service industry, mm -hmm. I think that the baristas and the and the coffee shop like staff, one hundred percent probably hands down the best out of as far as like engagement, talking. You know, um, they're always polite, they're always smiling. I've never seen an angry barista yeah. before, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think mm -hmm. I have either. Now, yeah. so if you were to talk, let's let's go into dating for just a second. If we think about alcohol and, and, and we'll bring the brew in. So we'll say like an espresso martini or something at a brunch. Would you consider having a first date as a brunch since it's like earlier in the day? But if it incorporates you mean at alcohol, a coffee shop, at a coffee shop, no, or? it doesn't have to be at a coffee shop. Um, mm -hmm. It could just be, you know, uh, Brunch culture is really huge. I know it's really huge here in DC. I don't know how, right. how it is where you are, but um, you know, now we talked about baristas, mixologists. Now the huge thing here is the espresso martini. So I'm just bringing espresso into the picture just because we're talking about coffee culture. But would you go out on a date that is a brunch? Is that an option? Like, do you think that's a cool first date because it's not like close to evening and dinner or is brunch still too long? No, I, 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 I would do it. You know, I'm in a relationship, Holly's, but if I wasn't in a relationship, I would do it all. You can call 6 a.m., 7, 12, 9 p.m. I don't care. I'm, if I'm meeting you and that's the only time you have, I will meet you just because. So I'm, I, I have no like, like standards as far as like what I will do and what I will not do just for someone. So if that's, if it's a brunch that we have time for, then it's a brunch that we do. Hmm. Jamie, are you in for um, a brunch or no? Yes, I'm in for a brunch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So coffee yeah. date would be ideal because it's shorter and mm -hmm. a coffee and a brunch might be second choice. Can you tell me um, a disaster first date you had? And it does not have to be related to coffee or coffee houses <laughs> or coffee culture, <gasps> just dating in general. Can you want to give me a horror story? I'm going to let Jamie answer. I'm going to slide no, my chair go, way over first. here. No, 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 no. You go first because I know you have some great stories. I don't have yeah, this great stories. He would have like three dates lined up in one night. Yeah, this is true. So, so for me, but yes. that's but can it's you not, imagine being on the other side of that? <laughs> How do you keep the you know names what? in order? So this is why for me, why it's the, if I was single, I would, the coffee dates would be amazing for me because I would probably line up a bunch of people in a row, not like interview style, not like speed dating or anything like that. But obviously if I'm taking time out to meet someone and I want to make sure that if I'm out in this environment, I want to make sure that I have at least some backup, you know, I don't want it to be like a lost cause day and that, and not to say that it's a good or a bad thing. I'm very polite. I'm very much a gentleman. Um, the first one, if it doesn't work out, nice meeting you, da da da, always the next one comes in, you know, so it's 
and it's always timed out just right because I know just how much I need of someone if I like you or not. Yeah. So, which is just like the coffee date in theory though. Most people have had a coffee date for five minutes. Like I said, you walk in, you sit with the person. It's not vibing. Why linger? Why sit there when it's not going to work for mm -hmm. you guys? Mm -hmm. So I believe, I'm a firm believer in like, you know what? Nice meeting you. I got to move on. So I will go to the next bar and then to the next one. Um, but that was me back in the day. But the worst date that I've probably ever had was this one girl was at the, um, at the Hilton in LA um, off of um, Wilshire, right in Beverly Hills. And I was meeting this girl for daytime drinks. She came in and started crying, telling me sob stories for like 10 minutes in. I'm like, do I look like I'm just oh, your man. person just to lay this out on? And I'm looking for exits right away. So I got up, said I had to go to the bathroom, went straight to the valet, gave my ticket and walked right out. That was the worst for <laughs> me. And then did she ever hit you up after? No, I'm, I'm and because why, why would she? I was, yeah. I'm not, because she probably thought, what an asshole. But I'm like, I'm not going to have you sit in 10 minutes and all of a sudden you're crying about something that I had nothing to do with. So I was like, this is no, because that's a red flag for me. Once again, remember the needy thing? Yes. She was being too needy no and too bad. dramatic. So yeah, that's bad. That's no. bad. You're yeah. not there for therapy. You were there for no. a date. There's a big difference. That's the only time I've ever done that, by the way. And I'll, I'll never forget that one. I was just, I was just, I can't do this. I'm, but this is not worth my time. So she's, she's coming on the show next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I found her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, she's here right now. Oh, there she, she is. Comes. Ta -da. Here she goes. What was her name? No, okay. Holly, Holly, meet awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, so, what about what you? Yours? Um, fortunately, I haven't had too many like mishaps because I'm like thoroughly like interviewing before I even give my time. So we've probably already spent like a lot of time on the phone together. We FaceTime so I can make sure you're not catfishing me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like off off the bat, like I'll want to FaceTime so I can see like who is um on the other side of that and yeah so if i'm showing up somewhere then it's because i'm really interested okay. i just don't have like a lot of time to be like meeting up and seeing oh yeah if? she vets them pretty well so, before she actually meets up with them so yeah. but do you so, ever feel like they change their spots like when you meet up with them finally are they always do they seem to be who yeah. they project I mean, on the you phone know, I've been dating for no, the last No, I, I understand that, but I mean, so like, uh, but uh, every, but we're saying there's got to be one in there somewhere that just like you've met up like, oh, like this guy just totally is not the person I was talking to on the phone or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, like I went to a dinner and then like the conversation just, it was, it, it was harder to have like conversation. And then by the end of the dinner, I knew his, his ex-wife's favorite sexual oh, position. yeah, that's not So good. I'm like, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, why are we talking about her? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he talked about his ex-wife a lot. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I can tell you this. I, yeah, I think that um, maybe for coffee shops might be better in the future if I, which I will never be seeing land. But if I was, because if you go out and have drinks with them, the person downing those drinks real fast, who's mm -hmm. either nervous or just a big drinker, is always a bad sign. By the way, too. So this is why the coffee shop is another good reason because you're getting that authenticity out of a person yeah. versus just the, um, what is it called? The, I mean, uh, that was a second date. Okay. It was the second date and then the last date. Yeah. So, mm. well, alcohol does change it. And yeah, that's so weird that he was talking about like his ex-wife's sexual positions. Like that's Yeah. Those are red awkward. flags in themselves. <laughs> Very flags. awkward. Like any talk of the ex-wife generally is just going to be awkward, but that <laughs> yeah. is probably... Well, I much. do ask, like, so if someone has like children um, or they've been married before, I always want to know what the relationship is like with uh, with the mother or 
Yeah, if they're yeah. still friends with their exes, like I want to know. So that's mm-hmm. usually a conversation like I'll get into mm-hmm. like pretty early on because I think it's important, it's especially important. when if they have children, like yeah. I want to know what the relationship is. But but not this favorite favorite sexual position of no no no. You just want to know that he's he's participating and he's showing up to the soccer (laughs) tournaments and like yeah parent night at school kind of thing exactly. I'll ask about how she was in bed like maybe he's like oh and by the way and by the way the 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 sit and spin (laughs) is a great position to work with. Whereas like you're like what yeah no. (laughs) What about you, Holly? What's your disaster dating situation? Oh wow. that's a really good question. I wasn't prepared for that. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's funny. Um, I didn't date a lot of people. So I used to joke around that I was the queen of long term, mm. you know, that I would meet somebody. And if I like, I usually I was friends with a lot of guys, like I had more guy friends than I did girlfriends growing up. I was just more comfortable hanging out with guys. And um so I would generally get to know somebody before I started going out with them anyway. So there was never like that first date, if you will. Right. Like I had already, yeah, I like already mm. was friends with them. I kind of knew what they were about before we started, like took it to that next level. And then like next level for me was like full time, like exclusive. She's like 10 long-term. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like seriously, like all of the guys I dated were like, a really long time, like three plus years or something. Like I, right. I would go from zero to sixty, I guess. Um, so I didn't really date a lot. Um, so yeah, I think I probably am the worst person to talk about dating <laughs> intelligence, <laughs> which is why I needed you guys here because you guys know everything about dating, um, and I'm was the queen of long term. <laughs> nice. So the the girl that has all the guy friends, red flag. Wait, say that again. The the, the girl that has um, more guy friends. Not than a lot. Of, yes, not a lot of girlfriends, okay. but a ton of like guy friends. Oh, he's just my guy friend. Red flag. Is that a red flag? I don't. I mean, I'm just. Is it? Be honest. No, I'm wondering because I have a lot of girlfriends, so it's it's the opposite for me. So would that be a red? Would that because be a red we, flag? We've talked about this on the show that no. it's sometimes it's impossible for a guy to have just a friend. They're always waiting for their in. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, for the for the <laughs> for the average bear yogi, but other than that, I mean, myself, it's like I have a ton of girlfriends as yeah, Holly knows, but mm-hmm. but once again, it's like that's that's what it is. I'm I'm not looking for an end. So, but I'm different though. My all of my girls that hang out with always potentials that I sit there and go, oh, this could be a potential girl that I mm-hmm. want to date. So they become friends, and then I just get over, and I'm like, they they just stay in the friend zone. So I I go that route for yeah. myself. So it's similar, but I'm not looking I'm not looking for an end. Yeah. So if it doesn't happen at the beginning, I'm not interested. Yeah, like they they were mostly like friend zone, and then there was just somewhere along the way it shifted. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, right. I couldn't even put my finger on any one thing. So for all the guys listening, <laughs> <laughs> circling around, we, we talk about this a lot. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say like the friend zone is the best zone to be in. 
And I disagree I with it all the time. Yeah. I disagree with it all the time mm-hmm. because it's like, I but, don't have time to be in a friend zone with a girl. I'm sorry. It's yeah, just, but you have all these female friends. Yeah, but once again, though, remember my, the difference is, is that I'm not waiting to find my in. It's like for myself, if I'm, if I'm going to pursue a girl, I'm going to go full pursuit. Right. Like, I'm not going to be a friend with you. And then like a year later, oh my God, you're the perfect girl for me. It's like, no, you've already been that point past when I first met you. Yeah. So it's different. You're a little out of the norm. I am. I'm yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, no. like, yeah. you're a little bit no. different, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So when I met Chris, all right, we, like I said, we met at a conference mm-hmm. and um, it was actually, I was walking with um, my, my new friend there, Alicia Landry, and um, Chris came over and we started talking, the three of us. And interestingly, um, you know, there are people who have friends, you know, they have relationships people who are in their friend zone and then they become great relationships like we're seeing our friend right now you know having a great time she you know they got out of the friend zone so that's kind of what happened with me with most of the guys that i ended up dating so um i think mm-hmm. gosh, i hope she's not gonna be mad that i just sort of like brought that up on here i <laughs> guess i better no check names, with her though. there are no names names so, yeah i don't yeah. know who that friend is oops yeah sorry all right well i'll <laughs> ask her she probably won't care because she's like having the time of her life so like she, is, she, yeah. she probably doesn't care so um but i think a lot of people are like that chris i think you're like the exception to the rule that like yeah, yeah and i know i am because like yeah. even like i have a few friends like we all do one of the things that i say about guys regardless is the fact that um and i could name probably 10 on my hand right now where they are waiting for this one girl just to finally see them you know see for who they are like they do they go they jump hoops and barrels and go through fire and all this stuff for these people and i'm like she is never gonna date you i'm sorry why are you doing all this You're extra wasting work your time right but they can't see that because they feel like in their brain they have there's hope because like what you just said a year from now that might change and it possibly could change you know but i'm not going through those hoops for that at the same time so well, you and I have- tell people all the time, like, hang in there. Oh, see, <laughs> so bad. See, stringing them along. I call. No, I, that's no, what that's I not use. stringing. I'm like Jamie. Right. No, I think right. it's like. Well, it's when it's innocent like- and you don't know, though, Holly, that's the thing, though. When you don't know, that's the difference. You don't know, but there's always, like you said, there's a hidden agenda that you might not know. Now, there's smart girls out there that actually know what the hell's going on, and they will run that guy through the ringer and let him just do whatever they want for her. No, obviously knowing that he likes her, da 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 da. That's a different situation. So, well, look, I, I'm I'm gonna say I am the, I was the queen of long term, but I also dated a lot of assholes along the way. You know, like I'm not saying I was good at it, okay? Um, but I think that over time, when you're friends with people, th- it becomes there's more context, there's more layers. You get you learn more about you know not just like surface stuff like likes and dislikes. Right. You learn about their family. You watch how they um, interact with friends. You watch how they interact with their parents. You you just you watch how they beha- behave when they go up to a register and order something. How they treat a waiter. Like there just is more context over time. So I sometimes the longer is can be really advantageous because you have a really clear idea of like that person's value system. True. But I'm going to throw in two monkey wrenches. Can I do that? Yeah. Monkey you're wrench. Gonna, you're okay. good at that. Uh, so I'm going to throw this in. Here, okay. Here's a so wrench. all that, t- all that, right. All that time <laughs> invested with just seeing all that. And finally you go, wow, this is a guy that I might want to date. What if he kisses bad? And I'm going to go one deeper. What if the sex is horrible? What do you do then? Now you've ruined that uh-huh. friendship that you just had. So all this time with that friendship, you've had a great friendship and now you went past above and beyond. 
the sex is horrible or he's a bad kisser. And we've all heard this lie. You've even, we've talked about this. Yeah, so we have. what do you do then? That's a tough one. You know, I, I actually did run into that a little bit when I was younger, but I was too young and too naive and too new to uh, all of those things that I mm -hmm. didn't know how to um, figure that out together. Like I didn't know how to um, say, hey, can can I tell you what I like more or how can we work on on this part of it to see if I could make it better? I was really young. Like I was naive. Like I, I think now we have more of a, a conversation about um, what we like in the bedroom yeah. um, and, and what isn't working for us. I think maybe we're more forthright now in, in this day yeah. and age, if you will. Like, I think it was a little different when I was younger. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just making that up. What, like, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, I'm big on communication. So if the sex isn't where I want it, then I'm laying it on the table and telling what I want. So right. I, I'm, I have no problem communicating um, what I need and want. Um, but do you feel like you but do you feel like you lost a friend in that situation, though, is like, that's what I'm really getting at. You're like, you how I just dove right into yeah. The sex. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's I think what that's I great. Add. But were you so, always that way, Jamie? Were you always that way? Like when you were younger? No, absolutely was not. It harder? No way. Okay, because that's yeah, what I'm saying. I think when the, I was younger, the older I, we get, we we become more accustomed and yeah. understanding like our needs and our wants, mm -hmm. and then just the communication. So we have to learn how to communicate over time with what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. agreed. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an evolution. Mm -hmm. So it didn't necessarily yeah. kill the relationship when you were younger. If the kissing wasn't great or the sex wasn't great. If but the kissing wasn't great, I'm out. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. it was pretty quick so for you. Yes, <laughs> even at a young age, like I remember like in high school, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. He's yeah. the hottest guy. And then you kiss him and you're like, what the hell happened? Right. This is a no-go. Yeah, we have to remember that. That's the first mm -hmm. um, interaction that we have with someone is always kissing. And at a very young age, like you said, you pick that up pretty quickly where you go, oh, this is mm -hmm. bad. You know, it's like, even though you still might be inexperienced yourself you know bad is bad when it's bad yeah when it's a match it's a match mm -hmm. right chris when was your first kiss oh geez um <laughs> man oh my god probably when i was that's a good question i'm probably 12 maybe Tongue yeah. or no tongue? Um, I think it was, it had to be tongue back then. And you know, it's different when you're playing a game with your friends <laughs> saying, hey, let's like play seven spin minutes in heaven or whatever it is. Yeah, or, or something like that. Because that was always around. But my first real kiss, someone I liked was probably about 12. And I remember we were on a bus heading to some like Christian something or other on a bus to some <laughs> retreat that she had asked me to go to and she was really hot. And I remember going, I'll go with you. And we kissed on the bus and she was a good kisser. And, I, and we started dating for, I mean, as much as I can say dating, at that age like hanging out but she was she had issues man drama once mm, again i 12. think it started my cycle of drama girls yeah wow. they start young holly mm -hmm. so you, know? you started dating intelligence at age 12 yes apparently. i did I, I took note of that but she was a good kisser though oh, okay. she was a fast girl <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah what about you, i was okay Jamie? with that uh, my first kiss was kindergarten i kissed a boy at the water fountain oh nice yeah. Aww. nice
Yeah. That is yeah. cute. But my like my first kiss kiss was like sixth grade and we were playing spin the bottle. It was so disgusting. Right. Ew. That's I was like, ew. <laughs> so gross. Now was that with tongue <laughs> or no tongue? That was with like that was with tongue. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was on Halloween. We live for those moments. You practice those moments, you know. You're in the mirror, you look at it, you're like whatever it is, you, you practice your those moments. <laughs> Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. It's so funny. What about you, Holly? When was yours? By the way, do you remember? Um, yeah, actually, like when I asked it, I was kind of like, "Hmm, when was mine?" Mine was kind of similar to Jamie's in that um, my first kiss was like in second grade, but it was just like one of those like little pecks, so it didn't yeah. really right. count. And I, so I would say the real kiss was probably I, I'm going to say I was like around fifth grade or or something like that. And it was awful. And I can't even blame mm -hmm. him because I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. And like, I think he like spread rumors after that. I think I was the terrible kisser. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was saving face. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think he was like totally threw me under the bus on that. And I was like too stupid to like throw him under the bus. I was just kind of like, oh my God, I really kissed a boy. You know, right. I, thought I was like having this moment. And then it was like, you know. It, but it you realize in those age, moments, you know, though, yeah, you realize in those moments, though, why kissing is so important, though. So that's why I was saying, like, I led with kissing because it's obviously it is it is important, you know, when you I love meet making someone. out. I do, good too. I really sesh. love making out, too, more than mm -hmm. a lot of things. But, Me, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got to be a good kisser. Yeah. Which usually sets the tone, I feel like 100%. If they're a good kisser. I feel like everything else is probably pretty much up to par. Yeah. If mm -hmm. you if you can kiss good, then there's a potential. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to end on that note, Jamie. I really love that. It's really great. You guys are amazing. You have, you really do have uh, such an intuitive nature about how you run your show. I listened to it. Um, I was listening today. You were talking with somebody about plant medicine and, um, you know, a little bit of dating questions at the end. I really enjoy listening to both of you. And, um, Thank you. Chris, I'm really glad that we've met. And Jamie, I finally get to meet you as well because you've been in my ears oh, for a while now. So. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank great. you, Holly. Thank you. Thanks for coming on Coffee Culture. Share your thoughts and ideas on Coffee Culture. You could put them in the reviews on Apple Podcasts or DM me on Instagram. And if you'd like to support an indie podcaster, there is a link in the show notes for buying me a coffee. Please subscribe and share a cup of coffee culture with your friends. This season is produced by Pale Blue Studios. Thank you.